The Tragedy of Cinema podcast is intended as a family-friendly program that by extension strives to be inclusive to all people regardless of their ethnicity, gender, creed, or any other identifying factors in this incredibly diverse world of ours. With that said, some of the films we discuss may contain serious subject matters or have content considered morally objectionable by today's standards. We do not intend to condone or dismiss these aspects of these films, but our primary focus will be on what we believe our film succeeds at, some fun facts, and our personal enjoyment factors of each film. With that said, we hope you enjoy the show. Somewhere in the heart of this city, in a small shop closing for the night, a robbery is in progress. But help is on the way. Mind if I drop in? Captain Avenger! John Ritter is Steve Nichols. How about that? Hero at large. Who are you, J. Edgar Hoover? I'm Captain Avenger. Such a nice boy. He can't fly. Tomorrow I'm leaping over a tall building at a single bound. Wrong guy. I'm expanding. He can't bend steel. I'm in big trouble. Fighting crime is a dirty business. But when there's danger, he can't turn away. You're a crazy man. He dresses up in a comic book suit and goes around doing good deeds. Hold it right there. Don't make another move. If they're going to use real bullets, I think I'll retire. He's loved by women. I'm not always this easy. I bet you say that to all the girls. Cheered by men. They want their superhero and all he stands for to hold on to. And worshipped by children. Captain Avenger. Yes, sir. Let's see you fly. A hero's work is never done. He's nutty, but noble. I'm counting to three, Milo. Who the hell is that? This is Robert Redford. He's dizzy, but dedicated. People putting themselves on the line for other people. That's what being a hero is. But he's really just an actor who got carried away with a role. It's just like any other part. You gotta really get into it. Captain Avenger. Who sends you out on these missions anyway? Your agent? I took a third-rate movie, made it the biggest hit of the year with a simple gimmick. Captain Avenger comes to your neighborhood. Authorities are still wondering who the man in the red, blue, and yellow costume with a large A on his chest really is. It's me, Steve Nichols. All he knows about heroes is that people need one. Uh, yeah, I heard it a couple of times. All he could do was make himself hero at large. Well, I think it's really terrific. John Ritter, Ann Archer, Bert Convey, and Kevin McCarthy. Hero at large. At last, help is on the way. All right, guys, welcome back to the Tragedy of Cinema podcast. I'm your host, Jimbo. And I'm Kyle. Kyle, also known as the hero at large. The hero um, is large, Jim. <laughs> the hero large sized me when he goes the, to McDonald's. The large hero. <laughs> <laughs> Big hero large. Um, yes, we will be talking about the 1980, uh, I guess you would call it a comedy romance, uh, rom-com, uh, Hero at Large, starring the late great John Ritter. Uh, Kyle, but first, before we get started, as usual. You have a question for me? I do. Ooh, I'm Kyle. curious. If you were portrayed to be a comic book character, 
mm-hmm. and you went downtown Indianapolis. Yeah. And you had to stop a crime. Yes. Number one, what outfit would you be wearing? And number two, what crime would you stop? Uh, red and green spandex. Because that's just... It's, you say it, wed- it, wedding red, red and green. I thought you said wedding ring spandex. I was wedding like, what is a spandex. wedding ring okay, spandex? Okay, okay. No, okay. No, no, Slow down and talk, Kyle. Wedding ring spandex. Because <laughs> it complements my figure so well. And uh, I would I would just... Uh, the, what was the second part of the question? And what crime would you stop? What crime would I stop? I would stop... What crime would I stop? A mugging. And I would do it by throwing banana peels... On the floor next to him, so when he ran away, he would trip on the banana peel, and then I would get the money, and then I would give it back to the person that got mugged. That's what I would do. I and think I would say I'm Peely Man. I think uh, Kyle would be in a hot dog costume, and he would be stopping jaywalkers. Stopping jaywalkers. <laughs> Just me sitting in a corner. Hey, you! Don't jaywalk. Don't even think about it, Mister. Don't you dare! And I wag my hot dog, and out you dare. Like a finger, and just don't you dare jaywalk. And he will and get I into his wiener mobile. <laughs> away, wieners away. And as I would say, and I have a novelty horn. Bah, bah, so, bah, bah, bah. Um, wieners. So, Kyle, before you derail this anymore, that was just a question. You've already taken it to a whole new level. I've invented Let's a whole go ahead and start talking about new world, world, Jimbo. This is my future now. Who cares about the movie? <laughs> okay, okay, fine. If you insist. All right, Hero at Large, rated PG, released on February 8th, 1980. The story is of an Australian actor buying milk stopsy robbery while wearing a superhero uniform that's promoting a movie. The unknown hero then decides to try again. Can he impress his cute neighbor? And decides to go into hero hijinks you know, and finds the consequences of trying to be a real-life superhero. This film is directed by Martin Davidson, written by A.J. Carruthers, produced by Stephen J. Friedman, and composed by Patrick Williams, cinematographer David M. Walsh, editor David Garfield. Technical specs here. We're going to skip over awards because we have no awards to give, unfortunately. Although it gets an award from me. It's the Jimbo seal of approval. This movie's so good it doesn't even get a Razzie. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Middle of the road. Solid C. C. <laughs> Not even C minor, C plus. Just this. Good old C movie. Um, technical details of the film. This has a runtime of just 98 minutes. Sound mix is just a pure motto audio. Color info. This is men with metro color. Aspect ratio is 1.85 by 1. And the camera uses were the lenses and Panaflex camera by Panavision. <sighs> Some of the that's all the details of the film right there. Oh, I have the uh, budget of the film right here. I skipped over that by accident. Um, no, because uh, we don't have the details of the budget of the film, but we do have the opening weekend numbers, which was just one point eight five million dollars for the opening weekend. Just for inflation, that'd be about six point eight million dollars. And then worldwide, it made just fifteen point nine million dollars. Just for inflation today, that'd be worth about fifty eight point four million dollars. I'm guessing this. Film came came around the ballpark probably around thirty million make so, well, you know, maybe maybe about ten million for the time actually. So probably it, this movie could have broke even, maybe even been a little successful to a degree, and then just for inflation that'd be you know roughly, you know ninety million today probably because this film was still sixth place in New York and all that kind of stuff. So it's probably expensive to film out there. 
Um, so, you know, not uh, not a huge success, but I don't think it was a total flop either. I think it just kind of performed, you know, modestly. And there we go. Moving on to the cast here, we have John Ritter playing the character of Steve Nicholas, the Captain Avenger of the real world, as this character kind of goes. John Ritter was also in the film Sling Blade, Sling Blade in 1996. Problem Child in 1990. That's probably where I recognize John Ritter from the most. And, and I recognize him from Come and Knock on Our Door. <laughs> Three's Company, Company Three's Company. That's, that's good theme songs, or so I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, he was on uh, Bad Santa in 2003. And the original um, It movie in 1990 with Pennywise and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I believe they one of the fathers. Yeah, he was. He kind of got locked into like a cool dad role for like 10 years of his career. So good for him, John Ritter. Um, next up, we have Annie Archer playing the character of Jay Marsh. Annie was also in the films um, Fatal Attraction in 1987. Um, she was also in Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger from in 1992 and 1994, respectively. And also the film Lifeguard in 1976. Next up, we have Burt Convoy, playing the character of Walter Reeves. Burt was also in the film The Cannibal Run in 1981, and the show Tattletales from 1974 to 1978, and the show Sewer Password from 1984 to 1989. Next up, we have Kevin McCarthy, playing the role of Calvin Donnelly. Kevin McCarthy was also in the films Invasion of the Body Snatchers in 1956, the original Piranha in 1978, not Piranha 3D or Piranha Double T, as uh, the franchise kind of went on to become, and uh, Inner Space in 1987. Inner Space is a good movie. Inner Space is an excellent film, I agree. We need to cover that sometime. Um, next up, we have Harry Balaver, uh, um, playing the character of Eddie. Harry was also in the film um, From Here to Eternity in 1953, One Potato, Two Potato in 1964, <laughs> And Miss uh, uh, Miss Sadri Thompson, in, oh Miss Sadri Thompson in 1953, had to organize my handwriting right there. Handwriting, 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 handwriting. Waka waka. When I write, it's called handwriting because my hands are fat. That's my joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> sausage fingers, sausage fingers. Yeah, <laughs> handwriting. Um, <laughs> okay, get my face. Anita Dangler playing the role of Mrs. Havacek. Anita was also in the films The Fisher King in 1991 and Law and Disorder in 1974. Next up, we have Jane Halloran playing the character of Gloria Preston. Jane Halloran was also in the films Body Heat in 1981 and Unfaithfully Yours in 1984. Then we have Leonard Harris playing the character of The Mayor. Leonard Harris was also in the film Taxi Driver in 1976. As it stands today, these are these only two credits of film. He was in this movie here, Hero at Large, and also Taxi Driver. So only two roles to his name. Then next up, we have Alan Rich playing the character of Marty Fields. Alan Rich was also in the film Disclosure in 1994 and The Rich Man's Wife in 1996. And lastly, we have Kurt Andon playing the fire chief you see at the end of the film. Um, Kurt Andon was also in the film 15 Minutes in 2001 and Born to Ride in 2011. And that's going to be the cast for Hero at Large. Jimbo, let's get into the film. All right, Kyle, we're going to start talking about this film. There's not a lot of trivia. As a matter of fact, it's less than a third of a page, so we're going to talk about this movie for a little bit. Um, this is a movie that I wanted to cover with Kyle because, yes, this is something from my childhood that I remember watching, and I love this movie as a child. First of all, let's talk about the Captain Avenger outfit. Mm-hmm. All right? The, the he has... <laughs> the poker visor? The... Yeah, I, he wears sunglasses. That is a poker visor. The, if you've ever seen the poker visors that have like, I don't know, like the tint with like blue the or green, green or yellow rim. or red. Yeah. yeah, 
it looks like they cut off the hat and then just added like uh, frames and, and it's it's really ridiculous. Yeah, looking. I the visor forward to be his but, face. Yeah, but it, it's all right. Uh, he has a big A on his chest. He wears the the red and white uh, uh, trunks with like blue spandex and like yellow boots or something. Um, so it is. Uh, it's very uh, flashy, I guess. Uh, if if it's kind of like you would expect Captain America. I to wear me, without yeah it reminds me of like Turbo Man and Jingle All the Way or kind of like it's it, it captures that good generic superhero thing right like when you go to Dollar General and you see Man Bat <laughs> not Batman <laughs> you just see <laughs> see Flying Rat Man <laughs> yeah um, his parents were killed in Motham <laughs> so basically John Ritter is a struggling actor struggling to pay his bills um, and he uh, he does commercials. But he is also one of the actors uh, that has been cast to portray a live-action Captain Avenger. Uh, there's a new movie coming throughout out. Throughout the city. Throughout yeah. the city, right. I think they said there's 64 of them. 64, yeah. And they go uh, through like, various comic shots or like arcades. Or and theaters just, and yeah. sign autographs and all that. Um, well, uh, this struggling actor um, is... Uh, Gets home from one of the things. He gets off the, the touring bus that's playing the yeah, music. Yeah, he ends his shift for the day, and he, right. gets, he goes to the market to get some food. And, and they're yeah. closing, and he's like, hey, no, 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 no. Can I come in? And he's like, please, please, I just need some milk for my cats or whatever. And mm-hmm. so um, he goes in, and um, they're counting their money, and he goes to the back. They're like, the milk's in the back. So he goes back to the freezer section, and in comes uh, this Two. guy wanting some beer. And the beer was like two sixty nine for a six-pack or something. I was like, well, half times have changed. Yeah, right. Um He's like, no, no, I don't want that. He's like, I just want your cash. And he tries to give him some pennies and nickels that are on the counter. He's like, no, no. It's just like, he's like, it's in the bank. Like, look, just give it to us. He pulls out a knife. And John Ritter uh, takes off, or S. Nichols, I think he's called, or J. Nichols. And he takes off his trench coat because he's been wearing this costume. Takes off the trench coat and uh, has the visor on. And it says, uh, can I help you or something like that? You know, one of famous lines. Uh, and he actually goes up there. The guy takes a swing of the knife, and he ends up beating the guy up. Uh, it's funny that the guys are like, "Dude, that's Captain Avenger, right?" Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. They're like, "I'm not messing with you. Do it." No, I mess with one. Takes out the door, and so the other one, and John Ritter ends up punching the guy a couple times and throwing him out in the street. And he goes to pay for his milk, and he's they're like, "Oh no, no, no need. You no. saved us a lot of money." So yeah. he goes home, and he's waking to the newscast that uh, these this couple that owns the store. It's like, look, Captain Avenger came here and he saved us. We don't care who he was. You know, he saved us. We're forever in his debt, basically. Yeah. Um, So now he's got this big complex that, oh. Yeah. He's inspired. He's inspired. He wants to be the real-life hero that, you know, he's been, you know, depicting as in these arcades and like that, too. And simultaneously, the executives who, the people who made the movie for this promotion, notice a huge spike in ticket sales. And the mayor. And the mayor notices, too, the approval of, kind of goes up, too. Of like they people want a hero, and so they've gone to this almost like wild goose chase trying to find out who the real Steve, who, who the real Captain Avenger is, going out through New York fighting crime, and he is continuing kind of like um, <laughs> it's kind of a kind of a fun self-deprecating moment where like he's not smart enough to think to call the company and admit to what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> it was like if he wanted to be known, he would have called us. Obviously, <laughs> so right. we have to go find him. <laughs> it's like. Right, so so it's starting to go to his head, and and there's a there's an understory where his neighbor he 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 always goes checks his mail every day when she comes out there, he's fallen for her, and she's like she produces commercials for the dog. He's like, oh, the dog commercial, or whatever, the famous yeah. dog. 
And, and uh, he's a struggling actor too. He's not keeping up with his bills. Basically, he's no. always trying to go on a date with her. She's like, no, no, absolutely not, no, never. Um, and he's like, well, I get off about. This. She's like, I'm working tonight. He's like, well, I get off about ten. She's like, oh, well, we don't even start shooting until eleven. So uh, <laughs> there's no way she was going to give him the time of day. Yeah. So uh, he puts on the suit again, or he's he he gets in his taxi cab and he get, got like a shortwave radio. And he tunes in and he hears this car speed uh, chase. So the cops are chasing this car throughout the city. And he starts pulls out his taxi cab and he starts following him. And the cops have lost this speeding car throughout the city. And lo and behold, it turns right in front of him. So he starts taking off his trench coat and he's got his uh, costume on underneath. And they're speeding throughout the city. And basically he ends up uh, ramming them and they end up flipping their car. Yep. And he gets out uh, in his full costume and they shoot him in the arm, graze him in the arm, and uh, he falls to the ground. And by that time, the cops are there and he gets in his taxi cab and drives away. Um, but by him doing that, the the guy at the police station, I guess, had said, look, Captain Avenger stopped me. Yep. I shot him. Um, so he gets home. You know, he's, he's struggling to get back home. He goes to get in his apartment, and he hasn't paid his rent, so... He uh, locked him out. Yeah. The tenant locks him out. Yeah, because he's like two or three weeks... Landlord. landlord. Yeah, Yeah, he's like two or three weeks behind his payments. And uh, so uh, the lady, Jay, comes uh, back home and... um, Mrs. Marsh. Yeah. Ms. Marsh, sorry. She's single. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he's like... I did it again, and he's like, they got me. <laughs> they got him, yeah. So basically, she takes him in. Uh, he lays down on her bed or couch or whatever. Dresses and, his wounds. Yeah. yeah. She says, uh, she leaves the next day and comes back when he wakes up, and she's like, hey, well, I went down to the local, basically, uh, veterinarian or whatever, got some stuff saying that my dog got hurt or whatever. Yeah, my dog got shot. <laughs> <laughs> And I got this stuffed up to make you feel better. So I was like, okay. So, yeah, they received the whole procedure of, like, bandaging him up and getting him, like, you know, on track to heal up. And uh, by that time, um, Jay Marsh's um, uh, boyfriend, there were the um, actor who was playing that role there. I think his name was Morgan or something like that. Yeah, name. Morgan or something like that, too. I, gotta, I, 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 I might find it here in a second. Um, was it Alan Rich playing Marty? Marty. Was it Marty? Was it Marty? No. No, probably not. I think it might have been. Possibly, um, but regardless, the the boyfriend is a, a total sleaze bag and just a generally bad person. And basically, he's starting to kind of like assault her if she doesn't, you know, do what she wants to do. It's funny because he's in the bathtub and he comes out. Yeah, and then he comes out in, 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 in a pink robe and it's like, do we have a problem here? <laughs> <laughs> Doing his whole macho thing, and uh, sure enough, he 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 leaves, and uh, uh, and. Uh, and Steve Nichols thinks that this is his opportunity that he's now won her as a girl, and uh, and then uh, Jay Marsh is like, "No, I'm still not, <laughs> still not into you, despite all the things you're doing to say how cool of a guy you are." Right. And uh, so then he kind of leaves defeated and unhappy, and by that time he gets kind of the, um, I believe that's the point where he finally gets the call from his um, his uh, acting agent. Who um, who's saying like, hey, good news! I, I paid your rent, and so you, your apartment reopened again. And I want you to meet with some of the people who actually own the Captain no, Avenger licensor. No. Oh, okay, that's what happened. Yeah, I think when he kicks him out, that's when they fall in love. Uh, that's when they end up kissing and all that. Oh, and, having a some romantic she's, moment. Yeah, and she's getting ready to leave to go out the door, and that's when his acting agent comes and says, "Hey, I'm looking for uh, Nichols," and he comes in, and she's like, "She's like, I got a job for him." She's like, "Give me a moment." She shuts the door. And it's gone for a few minutes. Comes back, she says, I think I just located him. And uh, he, the guy right. comes into the house, and he's in, like, a, a blanket because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to know he's been shot. And he's like, look, I got a thing. You know, the guy wants to meet with you right now. He's like, okay, give me five minutes. He's like, I paid your rent. 
and all that. So uh, he goes yeah. and listens to the spill. They're like, hey, the world wants a hero, but we need more of it. Uh, we're thinking about basically staging these uh, crimes. Yep. And you can come in and save the day. And uh, he's like, well, uh, I'll have to think about it. Uh, you know, and he's getting ready to leave. And he says, well, you know, there's a. There's a, a, I think it's a fiddler on the roof or cat on a hot tin roof or something. There's a play opening, and I, you know I'm pretty good friends with the director. I think I can get you the part of uh, what's his name. He's like, oh, Brick. Yeah. He's yeah. like, yeah, it'll be good for your He's career like, if you do this, huh? He's like, well, I'll let you know. So he shuts the door, and the guy's like, hey, we got him. You know, go ahead and start calling the things, all that. He's like, he's like, he's we got him. He's he's hooked now. Yeah. And he opens the door. He's like, hey, um, Mister whatever his name is. He's like. I can't thanks, but no thanks. I don't think I can do this. It's just the door. It's really good. So that's when he goes and he buys flowers and he goes picks up Chinese food and he goes back to the apartment of the lady, and that's where she basically tells him, "Look, she's like, I got plans tonight. She's like, I don't want you. basically. I, it's my life. I got things I want to do, and I don't think there's any part of you that I want in my life. Mm. Pretty, I don't have time for you. You're somebody that I, that people need to come home to that can be with at home. She's like, I'm not ready to." That kind of commitment. I'm not interested in that kind of relationship. Right. You know. There's things I want to do still. Which fair. <laughs> so he, he, you know, he leaves pretty dejected and uh, all that. Um, yeah. And he says, "Oh, my fortune cookie." And she says, "Well, what's it say?" As he's, he's opening his door, and it's, it's something like, "If a duck flies upside down, it's a quack up or something." I don't. Yeah, know, yeah. It's something so, really so, stupid. Effect, completely yeah. unrelated to the matter. Uh, yeah. So he goes in there, and the next thing you see is uh, a hold up on a train. And uh, he, they're all putting their money and stuff and jewelry and stuff in there. And Captain Avenger's on there, and he basically punches him and uh, throws all the jewelry back. And he stops the crime on the train. Come to find out, um, it was one of the stage things that the guy had set up. Yeah, that he took the deal basically. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Jay Marks doesn't really even know this. Jay Marks goes to uh, uh, you know uh, uh, confront Steve about this, and Steve is like, "Go mind your own business. You don't care about me anyway." Yeah, she's like, "I haven't seen you for and weeks now." Kind of blows her off because now he's kind of like he's he's essentially like after being you know rejected by Marsh again, he's essentially he's sold out now in his womb. Right, you know he's compromised his morals and all kind of stuff too in his way. So now he knows he wants he wants to leave. He just wants to get out altogether. Well, during this whole entire time, the mayor is running for re-election, mm-hmm. and um, it was one of the things where they Sorry. thought. Um, we can use his fame to help get you reelected because uh, you'd be the mayor. Uh, we're going to let you give him the key to the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he ends up coming to the key of the, uh, to the, the I, I, town hall meeting, I guess I'd call it like a rally. And um, they got pictures of Captain Avenger there, these big posters. And uh, he gets up there and he gives a speech and he's like, look, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm really nobody. He's like, it's not about me. It's about the ideal. Don't ever forget. It's about the ideal of being loyal and just doing your best and being finding just, what's right, right. And being a good just person, being a good person. Yeah. And so as he's leaving, um, a reporter basically confronts him <sighs> and reveals did. that she actually figured out that the at least the last stage thing, the last the guy was there. Thing was staged. Yeah. They only got the, they brought that actor act yeah. there who played the robber. The actor was the robber on the train, and they're like, "Is this true?" You know, there's like a mime in the crowd and everything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And he's like, "Well, it wasn't at first, but the the, uh, the last one, yeah. Oh, you're a fraud, blah blah." And you just use this for political uh, for the mayor's political game because. As as they, they're talking and the, the songs are playing, all the posters spin around and it's the mayor. Where was Captain Avenger? It spins to the mayor. So it's basically a re-election uh, campaign. So basically a big old fight breaks out. Um, and 
everybody's looking for him. Uh, they go and they're interviewing um, Jay Marsh at her uh, house, and she's like, "Look, I haven't seen him. I don't know anything that's going on." And you see John Ritter's character hiding in like a little, I don't know, a little cubby hole or something, and wait till all the reporters leave, which is kind of funny. You know, paparazzi usually just hang around and wait for people to come back, but they all just kind of disperse. And mm-hmm. he ends up going inside the house again, um, and he starts uh, packing a suitcase um, that he's leaving. Uh, Finally going to get out. Yeah, he's, he yep. says, I'm done. There's and, basically nothing here for me. Yeah. Uh, I can't pay my rent. Uh, I'm just going to leave. So um, move to the next scene where we um, then get across to like he's leaving and now we get to a burning building. Yep. Happens to be in the nearby area. And the um, the burning building, their firefighters are struggling to get everyone out. And they're actually going to abandon the fireplace because it's gone. It's too far gone. Uh, there, and there, there's the a lady leave. up at the top. They shine yeah. a spotlight and they go up there and they rescue her. And she's like, my baby, my boy, he's in there. And like, look, you got to call everybody out. This fire's getting out of control. Explosions are going off inside and all that. And, um Nichols is there and he's 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 listening and she's crying for her baby so he backs off and they're like hey what's that and you look and he's running across the top of the roofs and he jumps down and uh, goes inside and uh, it's a pretty good scene where he's opening up all the doors and the fire's just you know raging and, everywhere raging yeah and, uh, and part of the the big moment for him where like you know he finally accomplishes his real goal is that other people see him doing that and then they come inspired to actually go into the building himself too right so at that point like I think like a police officer and another random pedestrian um, run in there yeah but he he finds the boy first and they he throw they throw he throws him out onto the yeah uh, what do you call that like the net the, I guess the net trampoline thing they and put him they on. said we're throw him down first and we'll reset and you jump out but by the time they go to reset like the whole front of the building collapses like the I don't know what you would call it, the awning or something. Yeah, and uh, they're like, "Oh, everybody, get back!" And uh, the two guys are like, "I'm going in there." He's like, "You can't go in there." He's like, "I'm going too." And I thought it was pretty cool that the the fire chief or whoever is like, "Yeah," uh, the one guy's like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "You can't go in there." He's like, "I'm going in there." So the chief goes in there too. So yeah. they go in there, and explosions are going off in there. And yes, they come out and uh, they're carrying John Ritter, uh, one arm over each of their shoulders, and he's kind of like hobbling over. Um, they get out there. Uh, J- the Watcher heads like, uh, oh, you know, you're, Steve, you're, you're in my need you in my life. Exactly. I, don't I love you, you now because you almost died. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, let's go home. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Uh, but but you see that same reporter later. She's like, look, I don't care who's in the mask. You know, uh, I don't care what it's what Captain Avenger stands for. And it kind of ends kind of weird, too, where they're just walking. You know, he, this guy, he's a hero. He just saved her. They, they're just walking away. Like, no questions, no no interviews, no nothing. nothing, nothing. Like that, yeah. It's just them two walking down the, the street together. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. You would think there would be, like, interviews and press and yeah, uh, reports they might want them to file and all that. So, And it ends. So I like the movie. But let's talk about a little bit about the trivia. Like I said, there's not too much, but much. a little bit. Um, in the United States, uh, it was known as, uh, released as Captain Avenger and also Hero at Large. Uh, in West Germany, it was Ein Held, otherwise known as the Manhattan Hero. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I won't even try Denmark or Mexico's because Lord knows I won't be any good at those. If you get Felipe but, back on here, maybe we'll Hey, that's what I should have done. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hope you're doing better, buddy. Yeah, love you, man. Uh, but like the filming locations, all these were in uh, Man- uh, Manhattan, New York, uh, Elmhurst, Queens, and New York, New York. Um, the the fictitious character actor playing Captain Avenger in the movie within a movie was Ryan McGraw. 
Ryan Which I don't girl. think you ever saw him except at the beginning in that trailer, right? I think there was one quick shot of him. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I think he did like title. the little uh, trailer for the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, several nod to Martin Scorsese's Taxi Driver, including showing cab drivers hanging outside of the Belmore Cafeteria at night and the casting of Leonard Harris, who played Senator Charles Palantine in Taxi Driver, playing the mayor. In one scene, while the mayor is giving a speech, he has both arms raised in the same fashion as Taxi Driver. Also, the street drummer who play, pays homage to Gene Krupa appears in the beginning of this film. In an interview with John Ritter at a Kansas City radio station in 1980, John was asked about the hometown of Steve Nichols. Three times during the film, there are references to Calker City as being his hometown, as well as there being a Calker High School green and white banner hanging on the wall. John replied that he thought Cocker City was made up by the writers. Almost immediately, the radio station was flooded with calls informing John that there was really is a Cocker City, Kansas, and it is the home of the world's largest ball of twine. <laughs> you listen here, man. Cocker's hey, real we got place. the world's largest ball we of got twine. twine balls here, man. <laughs> you don't even know. Respect. Uh, as I said, this was written initially as the title under the title Captain Avenger. Uh, Here you go, Kyle. The late film critic Roger Ebert, who uh, I'm a fan of, his Siskel and Ebert when I was growing up, uh, in a review called this movie a big, dumb, silly, good-hearted albatross of a comedy. (laughs) Albatross. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Uh, Robbie Morgan stated in interviews that she auditioned to play Jay Marsh and did not get the part, but the casting directors liked her enough that she was immediately cast in Friday the 13th. Ooh, big win for her then. Yep. And yes... I showed Kyle this. He couldn't believe it. A young Kevin Bacon has a brief part as uh, one of the teenagers at the beginning of the movie who gives Captain Avenger a hard time. Yeah. So, Kyle. That's great. So, obviously, Captain Kevin Like Bacon. I said, it was a fun movie from my childhood. Give me your thoughts and don't destroy it or I'll never have you on this podcast again. <laughs> this movie was the biggest <laughs> pile of crap and everything. No, this movie, uh, it totally makes sense to me why this could be a childhood movie of good nostalgia and heartwarming entertainment there, too. It's perfectly fine um i would say like its biggest crime is that i don't think it's gonna be very memorable to me personally oh it will and every I, time you see the poker visors you're gonna remember the day i don't captain that. avenger that's, that's, a, that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> this film had a hard time keeping my interest throughout it's not a bad film i think it's a perfectly fine film there's a, there's also a little bit of like I'm kind of interested in all uh, all hero movies, superhero movies um, that take place that you know before the MCU was. A oh thing. yeah, this is what because I was going to tell you. Like, what was a comic book movie before? Oh, dude, Iron you should have seen the Spider-Man is... movies that we had to go through. Oh yeah, yeah. and the uh, Thor. I mean, there was some really, really. There was a Captain America one that was yeah. really bad too. Or even the Adventures of the Baby scene when you had like the Thor shots about like those kind of things too. No, like, I'm talking about before that. There was some yeah. really bad ones. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the astral adaptations like that too. So I'm always kind of interested to see like. Wait, how- you look up the old webbing of the Spider-Man. And it was really bad. Oh, yeah, there was a Japanese Spider-Man um, TV show too, and all kinds of things. Like that. So it's always interesting to see like what the movie industry thought of comic books before comic books took over the whole movie industry. <laughs> In a way, that's always kind of interesting to see. So on that level, that's kind of interesting um, and uh, intriguing to see like what you know, you know how fun they had playing around with it and not taking it seriously as you would now for an MCU film. You make this movie today, then it has to be a big multi-million dollar picture where like somehow he does invent technology and becomes a real superhero someday. Like you know, silly dumb stuff like that. Um, but this film was very down to earth and realistic in a way that I can really appreciate too. I think um, AJ Marsh is an interesting, uh, or uh, Jay Marsh is a good character 
and kind of interesting to have her own kind of like her own independence and free will of like no I'm not really interested in you until the very end and like I actually do have a career and like that's not a bad thing or like the fortune cookie making no sense and things like that kind of keep it down to earth and reasonable in a way that I really appreciate so overall this film is it's fine and it's like it's not bad writing um, I just wish there was something more to it to kind of like hold on to me and make me feel like I could I had some some valuable lesson placed onto me um, but um so far it comes up a little bit short this movie for me it's kind of like a 6 out of 10 like it's by no means like an offense to your time but uh, it's also not like a great use to your time in my opinion I think it's perfectly passable but it's also it's you know it's not something that I regret watching necessarily so that's my overall thought Jimbo what do you think of this film that you alright Chazzy Cinema Podcast listeners Hashtag fire Kyle needs to go viral. Exactly. How dare I not Um, like a movie that he Like I said, it it had been a long time since I had watched it. You know, as a kid, you know, you watch movies and and they make an impact on you. I mean, I used to dress up with my my little security blanket wrapped around my neck, fly around the house. Um, Just, you know, and I was always a comic book fan and you always, we didn't have... A lot of stuff. We have the Incredible Hulk TV show. We have the Amazing Spider-Man for Friends cartoon. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the stuff that we had was pretty much your imagination. Mm -hmm. So when something like this came out, you're like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. It has stuck with me. Uh, There are some funny scenes. Like once he got shot and she's taking him into the the room, she she pulls him and he hits the wall. And then she drags him in there. There's a couple of really funny. I mean, I laughed out loud at that part. There's another part I laughed out loud at. I can't remember. Um, But, yeah, yeah. John Ritter, what can you say about him? I wish he would have lived a little bit longer because I think he could have been in a, a, a lot more stuff. I um, agree. Same th- same way with John Candy um, and Chris Farley and all those guys that obviously died uh, before their time. Um, I think like thing like John Ritter and John Candy kind of like they have a sincerity and kind of like they're acting the way like it, like if it, it feels close to home every time you watch them on screen like they have a sincere like almost loving attitude they always carry in every single scene every single movie they're in that like few actors can kind of match I feel like and John right. Ritter had that right yeah he was just a he was just a funny guy yeah um, sincerely so yeah I mean I'm I'm with you it's it probably is a six five maybe maybe a seven out of ten it's just a fun good watch it's a it's a heart Mm-hmm. It's a good heart yeah. movie, uh, a heartfelt movie for me. Nostalgia, probably. Uh, is it going to win any Oscars? No. Is it going to win any Razzies? No. Is it going to win anything? Probably not. Uh, just the hearts of the people. Yeah, and that's kind of like it's kind of like the biggest thing holding you back is that it's so middle of the road in so many aspects where it's like it's neither great nor bad, and you want either one of those to really make it memorable. Whereas this film, being so kind of like it's okay. Kind of works against it, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, it, it you know nothing worse than being like a three out of five. You know, kind of like kind of movie yeah. or something like that too. It's like ah, well, you're too, you're too middle of the road for me. I'm sorry, but still, like once again, like that doesn't mean it's bad though. It's still like an okay movie. Like it's still you know, if you want to watch it, you're not gonna have a bad time. No, you're just not gonna have a great time. So. <laughs> yes, you will have a great time once you see the visor. I'll have to post a picture of it on the once you see this. Kevin Bacon for those you know two minutes. <laughs> Then you'll know it's the best. So movie it's ever true, made. man. That six degrees of bacon is true, isn't exactly. it? He's worked with everybody in yeah, Hollywood yeah. within six people. <laughs> well, since Kyle didn't like this episode, um, this I is the final episode we'll, now. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Going back to a solo host, I'll be putting out applications for a new co-host soon. <laughs> One of uh, must like your. I mean, that's why I said it's uh, it's just a, a fun movie from my childhood. So, like I said, we don't necessarily have to like all the movies we do but we will cover them <laughs> right? exactly. we'll cover every movie every Kyle movie. what's the worst movie we ever covered so far the worst movie we ever covered so far uh, gosh that's a good question we've 
We've gone through a few stingers, and I, I feel like I've blocked my memory now. What do you think the worst movie I don't know. I remember there was that one that was just really bad that we just did not too long ago. It was just terrible. Oh, man. What was the Canadian movie we just we covered? Strange Brew. Strange Brew. That might be the worst movie we ever covered on here, actually, because I, I regret covering that movie now. Like, the more time I go back to it, I'm like, man. That and all I remember is that sucks. was your suggestion. It was. Guys, it was. It was. <laughs> well, uh, if you want to follow us on the social medias, uh, we're on TikTok, Facebook. Uh, email us. Leave us a review. Uh, come see us on our live show. I believe this will come out. This will be our last show episode before, the episode, before yeah. we do the live show with Hillbilly Horror Stories and Middle Asia Creeped Out, May twentieth at the Boone County Haunted Jail in Lebanon, Indiana. Lebanon. Um, you can find tickets on Eventbrite, or you can, you can go onto our Facebook page. I'll have Kyle post it there. Yeah. Um, but they are selling out quick. I heard there's only a few seats left, so that's good. Awesome. So, with that being said, I think this episode's coming to a close. And cut. No, I say, and that's a wrap. And then you say, and cut.